Can I say won't give it up? Garrison Jones. Yes. Cheers to you, sir. And cheers to you. How are you? I'm doing great. You look great. Well. <laughs> well. Well. I feel great. <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> that's all that that's, matters. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the kitchen table. Welcome to the podcast. You were definitely uh, someone that I wanted to get on here. That was very kind. Very kind of you. Did you uh, <clears throat> did you grow up here? I did. You did. Born and raised. No shit. Yes, I was born at Saint Joseph's, Joseph's Hospital. Yeah, is that that's downtown? Yeah, downtown. Yeah, right off Thomas. Yep. Yeah, Phoenician, a rare breed. Seriously. Yeah, usually it's what Sorry. you're from here. <laughs> right, right. I've never. Uh, wow. Were your did your folks grow up here? Um, no, my parents are from, um, uh, LA mom's from LA and my dad's actually from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. And, uh, in the islands in the Caribbean. Yeah. And, uh, they moved here. My mom, uh, studied, did her doctorate here. So, and yeah, they, they met, met here. My, my dad, my dad's family was, well, they lived in Trinidad and then moved to Brooklyn. And then my dad was the first one. He was like, Hey, look at you know we're all freezing out out right. here, and look in Phoenix, yeah. everybody's got a swimming pool. <laughs> he was the one that came Smart out, Smart man, made the <laughs> made the pri- pri- pilgrimage, and yeah. it's, it's warm. Everybody's yeah. got swimming pools, and so the family was like, "Huh, well, let's uh, well, maybe we make our way to, <laughs> to Phoenix." Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, cheap cost of living and everything, but yeah. And are they uh, musically involved? Well, my dad, well, my, my family, not in a professional sense, but my family was always playing music and my dad played bass. I don't, not, not really in a professional sense, but mm. he, 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 uh, showed me a lot of, uh, different artists. He was really into like, uh, like Victor Wooten, Marcus Miller and, uh, Jocko and everything. Oh, so yeah. I, I listened to that music growing up and I mean, it would take us to music stores and, and everything. And, and uh, I, uh, they weren't, you know, really playing professionally or, or doing anything. But um, my mom put me in piano lessons when I was like seven or six or seven. And and uh, just I think it was it was because we went and saw the movie Lassie when it came out in the 90s, like the re- reboot yeah. or whatever. And she I don't remember this story. She always tells me this, that. um you know, there's some emotional part happening and Lassie comes home and everything's all right. <laughs> everything's all right, you know? And, uh, and I, like I had told to my, like, you know, went over to my mom. I was like, Hey, the music in this is beautiful beautiful music in this, you know? And then she was like, I, I, I wasn't even listening to the music or anything. You know, I really liked music. And I remember the first time I saw star Wars, like the music, was yeah. was incredible, incredible incredible in it and i just all i just wanted to watch you know i mean everything in, in that right in the movie was like incredible and the, but the music added so much you're like oh, okay maybe this thing would be music and i did piano lessons for a little while and and i uh i hated it <laughs> bro I, I, same same yeah. same same i was like this is if you want to learn music it's got to be like this and right. private lessons at what first, were you, and what were you learning? Like that was a big thing for me. It was just being, it was just like a private piano studio out but, here. But it wasn't like like my my teacher like I she like got me playing like Bella Bartok 
Really? Yes. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I want to play like Billy Joel or something. She's like, no, you got to start here. You gotta... I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, no. I'm out. No. That's what it was. I mean, it was classical. And I was learning. I was really young. So I was learning out of like little kids books. And, sure. And playing you know, just little pop pieces and like some classical pieces, just learning theory and technique. It was good, a good studio out here called um, Music Works Academy, actually off of Bethany Home and, and um, they had recitals and everything. It was kind of, I mean, looking back now that I'm more in a music education um, field too, it's, they had a good program and, and the director, she actually, and I had a lot of technology and stuff that you know, I don't think people in piano studios are, you know, they taught us like finale and how to oh, like no take, shit. yeah, how wow. to like take arrangements and, you know, and revamp them and put them into the computer and everything. And she had software to learn from. And like looking back, I was like, it was a really good foundation of, yeah, for sure. of stuff that I don't think a lot of people, you know, a lot of times you're going to go and study music at a young age and it's just like one teacher and they're like, oh, well, I got this book and whatever. You know, like uh, just with next page, next page of the book. <laughs> never any, never like, oh, what kind of music are you into, or like that right. excites you. So I think from it was weird from an early age. I was like, okay, there's the music that I like, and then there's the music I play in piano lessons. Right, you right. Know? So this w- this was you said six, seven, eight years old, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think about seven. I went through a couple of teachers before that. There's one teacher that <laughs> that was more. Uh, along the line he was like a gigging musician uh-huh. type and you know he just taught out of some studio and then you know out of the book and he's like whatever or he, he would just write the letters on the piece of paper and it was like uh oh, play uh surfing usa or whatever or um i don't remember like but it was a b b c c c c b b b c c you know it was like and then he was like yeah come out i remember i remember it was like and he had a gig in hans park with his band and he would he was playing with the band and i like and he's like oh come out my dad took me out to this gig in the park and he was like yeah come come out come he was like come up on stage and i was like oh i was like i don't know how to do anything he's just play play this key and i was just like just like over over and over again like i don't know what i'm doing and he was like yeah he looked at me yeah and I was like, okay, this is it. I was like, all right, all right, okay, wow, cool. That's awesome. And I mean that, but I, I think he wasn't very responsible. <laughs> you know, the right. typical uh, music musician type. I think he didn't right. show up for, I don't remember what happened. We just uh, wanted something a little bit more professional. Kind of moved on from Moved that. on from that. But, uh, and so you took piano for a number of years and then you were like, I'm out. Yeah, I did it for a couple of years, and then and I was like, ah, I don't want it. And then I think it was for I don't know if it was a year or or how long. But then I asked my mom, I was like, could I go back and I want to take piano lessons again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I I missed it because it was like it was you know it was fun you know yeah. engaging my mind and and everything. And she was like, okay, well then you can't stop until you're 18. Oh, yeah. She was like, you're gonna go you're, if you're going you, back. If you're going back, then then you're going back. And I mean, I just. I don't, I was like, all right, just in my mind, you know, I was like, you know, listen to your parents or whatever, you know, I was a pretty good kid. I, uh, I just, um, I was like, I'm all right, I'm for it. And so I did it, you know, I went and, you know, there's, <laughs> it was funny that sometimes even in, in high school where there would be like a party or, or something happening and they're like homecoming, we're going to throw frozen fruit at each other. And I remember, and I was like, oh man, I had my piano lesson that night. And I was like, <laughs> 
and but i went you know and i was like and later later on i was like oh why didn't i like i should have just stupid one piano lesson i should have gone right. and thrown fruit at each other what but are you talking about by the way is it that was, a thing it was a so it was a thing in high school and um it was like during homecoming it was called fruit wars and okay. the you know this you know it was like i don't know juniors versus the seniors or whatever and they would like go to this some park i think it's like that park off of uh right off like campbell and the freeway the 51 where it goes to like going around to camelback and it it kind of dips down into it's like a small little park yeah and they would go and they would you know, you just get you get a bunch of oranges from your trees or grapefruits or whatever, and they would like and, and they would throw them. At, they would just throw them at each other. It was just like fruit, yeah, it was like fruit wars. Everybody knows there's the homecoming dance, and then there's fruit wars. <laughs> what? You know, that's when awesome. I was, around, I was like missing out on fruit wars. Come on, man. fruit wars, man! This piano, the, gosh, they have to be on a Tuesday. Yeah. Shit. Ah, <laughs> reschedule fruit wars. Man. I remember I thought you know all through high school I, like, I should have gone. Fruit Wars, and then that, and then later when I was playing, playing music, I was like, you know, I was taking music a little bit more seriously. I mean, not, I mean, not in any professional sense. Still, I'm, I'm still just, you know, in high school. But uh, was it like a performing arts high school no, or no? It was a no. I just I went to Sunny Slope High School out here. The music program was garbage, and um, shout out, Sunny shout Slope. out, Sunny Slope. <laughs> really, uh, <laughs> well, you know. Oh, this is gonna it's gonna sound bad, but I just my you know I I, I respect music teachers like a lot because it's so much work. Oh yeah, and I just think about um my music teachers and like in high school and or elementary school and even after when I was you know shadowing shadowing when I because uh, I went to ASU first for um, music education, but. It's just like, it was like so stressful. I remember my high school band director, like I took jazz band and everything. He did, he was the director of the concert band and everything. And I just, I don't know. There's something about it. He just like did not seem happy. Mm. Or it's not, he, not that he didn't seem happy. He just seemed like so overworked, mm-hmm. you know. And some, you know, some teachers, like they just like love, you know, to be there. But I think, I don't know for me. I needed more of a creative outlet. So mm-hmm. like when I, I, you know, went to after high school, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I wasn't really super like applying myself in, in high school. But then after afterwards went, I was like, ah, I'll just go to study some. Mu- I like I like music. So I studied some piano lessons and still and I went to SEC and perform. I mean, not and um, and studied music and d- did general education. I mean, I did. It was it was cool for me going from high school and in high school they had this program dual enrollment where you could uh, take college classes mm-hmm. you could take your AP classes oh, cool. yeah, as yeah, yeah. as a credit at like Gateway Community College or whatever your AP right. science and so I took AP biology and that would be your science credit for freshmen. Cool, so you got all that shit out of the way. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I did. I did my my language. I did AP Spanish. I did uh, AP Biology. I did pre calculus, and then I did uh, I don't know what else. Uh, Social some sociology. So I d- knocked a bunch out of these uh, credits out of the way, and so I English, and then nice. I and then I was like, oh yeah, great. And, and I just took a bunch of music classes at SCC, and I kind of just focused on that. I didn't have to do. Yeah. Um, a lot of the like you know your English 101 and stuff 
And anyway, right. the classes that were in high school were way hard, harder than right. than the classes right. once you get to first, you know, oh, yeah. community college. Uh, right. Um, so I I got a lot of chance to to work on music at a, at a SEC. And, and how was that program? Oh, it was great. I mean, at the time that I was going there, it was I think I was it was still as I think as good as going straight to the university, and it was you know a third cheap. It was the right. third of the cost, right. or even less. It was way. It was like so cheap, and it yeah. was you know. And then all of those you know, it was planted. If you're going to go to ASU, you can transfer all your credits once right. you once you go. And so I had a great great teachers there, and um, uh, like at Raul Yanez. Yeah was my like first like jazz piano teacher no kidding and uh, yeah i studied with him and uh and his name good. comes up so often in this podcast oh yo, really oh yeah oh, everyone yeah. has a raul story oh yeah you know? i mean yeah he's he's great he's such a great i mean such a great teacher and instructor and not just in your fundamentals and and technical and like knowing the musical language it's like mm-hmm. knowing the language of yourself and what you want to do with it mm-hmm. because i think Music is not just, you know... Well, it's not just technique, right? Yeah. It, it's more than that. Oh, yeah. Well, but what is it for? It's like, okay, oh, you, can be, you can be the greatest musician on earth and you can be an asshole. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. You know, it was, yeah. or you can, like, know, not know why you're doing it or what, like, the power that you have to give the best, you know, the yeah. most of yourself. So yeah. I think there's a lot of, like, times where, you know, I just, you know, it would just be a conversation conversation uh about that you know what do you want to do and what is it in your life Mm -hmm. you know and then how can music better your life how can music better the you know lives around you and you know and so that's like a spiritual approach to music versus a technical or totally i think i think a lot of you know and especially not you know the best musicians aren't necessarily the best teachers that's for sure. You know, like right. Uh, well, it's funny you say that. I I think that like sometimes the best musician in the room isn't the best in the band. In a way, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, oh yeah, you know, someone who can just just shred or melt your face off isn't necessarily playing the music of the band. Isn't is like having oh, his, right. his or her own conversation, right? And you have to be a team player, even if your skills are not at a ten being able to interact and communicate and be on a level with everybody and play, right. just play the music. Not, right. you know, like there's that whole mentality too, mm-hmm. which I think, um, you know, you kind of learn over time. The more time you spend in a band and listen back to what you did, you can kind of assess that, you know, right. I, I know I'm not the best player, but I'm supporting the song. And that, I feel like that's a big approach that it's hard to teach it. You just have to get out there and do it. But Sounds like Raul, you know, oh, kind of had his shit together. Yeah, and definitely sharing yes. some of that, you know. Yeah, I mean, he had his, you know, stuff together musically right. as well. Right. And also could like you yeah, can show that, but then also like show all of the other in between things. You know, you right. don't want to be the, you know, you can have the greatest musician in your band, and they could be the greatest musician for the music. But what if they only show up for half the gigs? <laughs> you right. Know, that's like, right. Or, you know, you can't depend on them as a person. You know, right. all of those other things are right. as important. For sure. You know. Right. And that goes, I think, in any in any scene. You know, also, I mean, I feel like you can, it's like if you need a guitar player, piano player, whatever, you need someone in your band. Like, I mean, Phoenix scene is a, is a little smaller, but 
you know, there's there's a number of people anywhere you go that's going to be like a badass saxophone player. But there's always going to be that one guy that's like, oh, he's such a he's a great hang. Right. You know, he shows up on time. He knows the music. You know, he might not be the most shredding, but like, right. I want that guy. Right. He's going to be a good man. You know? <laughs> I feel like so much of it is the hang. Mm-hmm. If you're an easy hang, mm-hmm. you're hired. You know, and even like you say, even if he's not, if that person isn't, you know, whatever, the best player in town. Right. Um, the hang is so big. And like you say, reliability, professionalism, you know, like know the music, like, uh, but that's, uh, you know, but again, I feel like all these things you tend to learn over time right. in the professional setting. Right. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's hard to teach that. But. Right. And it's hard to teach that when, I mean, I think a lot of teachers maybe didn't, don't go as far as like, I mean, playing or like having a lot of technical and, you know, maybe experience out right. doing right you know, as a professional yeah. like gigging musician yeah performing you know music. and they may be very technical technically proficient in their or and they may be really good teachers of the technical right. and i think it just depends on what you're looking for i'm gonna let it all right tonight leave my money down i'll tell you what i'm looking for looking for a little santan brewing company stuff that doesn't make any sense. This podcast is sponsored by San Tan Brewing Company. Check them out. Typically during a, a, a podcast, we're sipping on something, and this episode is no exception. But we'll talk about that a little later. I just want to encourage everybody to buy local, go local, support local. And San Tan, they're, they're right in downtown Chandler. Go check them out. You can also find out more online at santanbrewing.com. Do yourself a favor. Drink the good shit. Back to the podcast. I don't know when it was, maybe in, in like my teens, but I think... Well, you know, talking. I think maybe it was like an end of high school or or sometime in high school, and I had this thought where everyone's telling you like, "What are your goals? Like, what are your what do you want to do with your life and your goals?" And you're like, "Ah, teenager, like I don't know. I just wanted to have friends, yo. Like, <laughs> where's that fruit party, man? <laughs> I just want, I'm just trying to throw fruit around with my friends. Goals, <laughs> fruit goals. <laughs> Hashtag fruit goals." <laughs> So two years at SEC, I did. Oh gosh, how many years did I do? I think I did like I think I did three. I think I did three, and then um, the last one I like I didn't have. I don't know why I didn't go, but I was like ah, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't ready. I didn't want to. I didn't know what I exactly what I was gonna do. But I was like ah, oh, let's just take more classes. I think maybe I did two and a half years, and then transferred to ASU, and I was trying to do the responsible thing and oh like i'll go into music education you know that's like a stable like profession you know in the program like asu's music education program is like really great it's yeah. like and everybody they're like 100 percent. like everybody that goes through the program like has a job like out of the out of it like everybody has a job you know gets a job you know teaching being a band director teaching in uh, a school elementary school or, or what is that a bachelor's degree yeah bachelor's yeah program um and there's two 
different. It's like there's it's broken into uh, instrumental and uh, choral piano. So mm. I was it was it was so funny. I was like it's like if you're a pianist, like you usually go the choral route, like because you're playing piano, you're gonna be like a choir director or you're gonna play you know, behind a choir and then and teach the, the choir. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I was like, I want to be an instrumental and I want to teach instrumentalists. But if you do that, you end up, you're like a band director. So uh-huh. I go in the program and they're like, okay, well, you got to learn the flute, clarinet, the saxophone, the tuba, the euphonium, trum- uh, trumpet, trombone, violin, viola, cello. You have to, and they give you two <laughs> weeks. They give you two weeks and you get a new instrument. What? It's yeah, it's it's crazy. And then each of these little pieces that you have to teach, you have to take like, you know, they're only one credit classes, but you have to learn how to use this in, instrument at the same time as you're taking it. And you stack up, and you have like eight, nine classes, and you know, that's a one credit class, but they can treat it like it's a three credit. You got to do all, all these performances and and all this stuff. And I was like stressed out. And then you got to te- take all these other education courses. We, learning how to deal with uh, ESL students, you know, students had a, um, English as a second language. Right. And there's just like, it's just like so much. And so I, uh, I don't it's know. It's crazy I was, that that's a bachelor's. I mean, just four years. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to knock all this shit out in four mm, years. Yeah. It was a crazy, it was a crazy program. So I think, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many years into it, but I just, I didn't do it the right way. I, uh, I just kind of stopped going to my music ed classes. <laughs> and I was I just kind of like stopped going. It was stressing me out and yeah. and uh and I went into my advisor and she's like you're doing great in all these classes. I was like taking like jazz improv and I, or I was taking uh other like theory um a class that was like rhythm, you know, they talked it was like Indian R- uh, learning cool. learning rhythm through like Indian Carnatic, so you yeah. like and you count. Ooh, you uh, you like clap and tap in your hands and everything, wow, and it was cool. like so great. And it was engaged, or even in my piano studio, I was like really pushing. I was like, I just want to be a better piano player, a better yeah. piano player. And I was like, you know, jamming with people, and you know, I was, that's when I was starting to play gigs and stuff. And I was like, oh, these music head classes are just like bumming me out. Yeah, and so they're I bumming just me stu- out. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about it i'm like like, sweating yeah and like i think for people some for some of the people they like love you know they loved it and they really get into it and like they really want some people are like i know people you know some of the people that were like i was my roommate or the people that was i was in the marching band so i had i couldn't even play you know if i'm gonna be uh if you're gonna be a band director you gotta teach marching band you know in in high school so you have to be in the marching band so i was in the asu marching band I played trombone. I was just gonna say, what would you? <laughs> That's right. Like I can't play piano. Right. There's no. I mean, sometimes. I mean, maybe you could go yeah. to like xylophone or something. Yeah. But and that's a whole nother. That's like a being a percussionist. That's right. like a percussionist, right. and some people just do that. And right. That's a whole nother. Jeez. God. It's like, so I played trombone because I played trombone in high school. I don't know how they talked me into doing that because they're like, oh, you know, if you had a, if you have a. Uh, if you want to be in jazz band, it was basically like a it was like blackmail or something. It's like if you want to be in jazz band, you have got to play be trombone. In, in you the you got to be in band. the marching band. <laughs> so they, I was like, That's okay, funny. and then I came in and it was like, oh yeah, here you go, here's your <laughs> trombone. And I was like, all right, oh okay, uh, all right. So I played. I was it was pretty fun actually in high school. It was crazy though. I was like on the football team and also on the marching band. How do you do that? I, <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, like logistically, it was kind of crazy. Did you play all the half times? Yeah, and a like, couple. I mean, a couple times I played in. I marched in my yeah. football oh my uniform. God, form. That is awesome. <laughs> I would have loved to see that. There's, I think. There Tell was me, one you were still wearing the like, helmet too. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? No, what is that cat doing no, down there? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, oh man, that's awesome. That was crazy. I was tired. That's what I was. Yeah. Early morning, uh, zero hour, five forty something a.m. Jazz mar- marching band. Oh, marching prior- band. At- Both of them were uh, before school. Right. And right. then after school, uh, football practice. Right. Right. Yeah, it, was, it was. It was crazy. Yeah, we had. I was in the Jasmine, so that was like yeah, six a.m. before school, and then and then concert band. And then uh, that was during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during class, probably. Right. And then marching band was only in the fall. So maybe there was no concert band in the fall. But that was, I think, during the day as well. But then we would do like two weeks leading up to the start of the season. You have to learn all the formations and get all the, not even just the music, but, yeah. but where, you know, the marching gonna, step and what the right, fucking thing is. And the, you yeah. have sheet stacks of paper and you're like, oh, okay, guy. Yeah. I go from here, I'm X54, <laughs> and then here's, okay, here's 54, and that's two feet to the left. And all right, yeah. I got to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy. That, that was an interesting time. Crazy. Yeah. But, you know, if, you, if you're going into being a band, like, if you want to do that, like, that's what that program at ASU is mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it was never for like, yeah, I, I was just like, oh, I know this is like stable, you know, for me, like, right. and right. you know, and it looks good on your parents, like, oh, you can, you know, have a stable job and be in the school and, and teach, you imagine, though, being and doing that right now. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, it's so hard. And like, it's like, I, that's why I say, like, I still respect like yeah. teachers so much and and what they do i mean yeah. i'm i'm and i never thought i would for like maybe a long time like you know i want to i wanted i always wanted to do something creative I, I think i just like especially with jazz and and more creative music or writing it's like you, you got to be like in it and i wanted to learn and and meet people and play play gigs and everything i i, I really loved doing that and i figured i'd do that for a lot longer, uh, I think before coming uh, back to education. But now I, I um, I recently started. I mean, I'm just a faculty faculty associate, but at ASU in this new uh, ASU pop music That's program. Awesome. That you they tell have. me a little bit about that. One yeah, time. and <laughs> sounds super cool. It is, and it's and it's really amazing. Um, that program that I wish that. Ex- you existed right. when I was there in, at ASU because you know the, all these pro—I mean programs like Berkeley or CalArts and all these other—you know—they've done things like this. I mean, right. they're like have like high-level musicians that, and they're te- they're like training you to be in the music industry mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. in the mu- not being a teacher or not being in the concert hall, which are things that ASU has done really well for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Trained you to but they have not had and it's been like i think in the works for years and years trying to get a program like this at, cool. at, at, at such a huge school as ASU and and describe the program a little bit to me again so so it's it's a ASU popular music program and you think oh, like what you so everybody you're going to go in and you're going to be a pop star like no not necessarily i think nowadays 
being a musician looks a lot different than it did when they made the programs mm. that have existed for years and years. Um, they it's not necessarily for pop, but it's like a contemporary. It's addressing the needs of what the contemporary musician the modern musician looks like mm-hmm. in, you know, and what making it quote unquote, right, like right. it looks in like in music, you know, you can, you can go and, and, and you want to go to music school and you're like, I just want to, I want to be a songwriter, you know, or like, I want to be a producer or I want to be a, I don't know, sound engineer and, and songwriter. Like I want to have my own studio and everything. That's yeah. what this program is for. Cool. Cause you can go and there's like, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole career now is just like is songwriting. You go, you look, look at all the pop stars credits or, or these right. huge credits and it's 12 people deep or whatever, writing on these right. songs right. and people are collaborating and just learning how to write good songs is right. like a whole career or yeah. write songs just for other people, for sure. not just for yourself. And is there, is there like an element of technology that you teach as well? Heavily, heavily cool. based in technology. Yeah. And not just knowing your instrument, but knowing the software of recording, you know, because you have to, I think nowadays you have to be kind of uh, dynamic or you have to have, you know, more stuff going on than just like you can, you know, be the best on your instrument, but like, okay, can you, re- can you record me a demo? Right. Or like, can you record a demo of yourself? Right. Or can you write a chart for uh like for a string quartet for this for a recording, right? You know, uh, all these things. That's what is encompassed in this uh, uh, ASU cool. program, and, it, and it's and it's awesome. So I teach a class on uh, arranging uh, and writing. You know, basically sheet music and and how to write song forms and looking at charts and how to break down like you know, different elements of kind of it's geared towards like music notation software okay. and arranging. And then another one called a uh, groove sequencing, which is like programming drum beats. You awesome. know, I think a lot of people, I mean, a lot of students coming into school that maybe they haven't uh, messed around or maybe they've messed around with GarageBand or logic or FL mm-hmm. studio. And, uh, but maybe they haven't delved into like actually making like, you know, really full fleshed out like drum drum beats and it's not necessarily just just drums but like bass lines or like mm-hmm. how to how to find a bass line that matches with the drum beat or kind of like the history too of yeah. of of drums i start off easy like uh a like a basic rock beat just like boom boom cat cat in the hi hats but like also the you know with just with that there's like little there's little uh idiosyncrasies of like of like what a drummer's playing that you're maybe not are not right. thinking of it okay it's just like boom dun cat dun you just have the hi-hats but like if you're a drummer you're not playing the hi-hats like dot 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 right. dot the same thing right so, dun, 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 dun. maybe the hi-hats you know so changing the the velocity right. and, right. and the right. each to make it sound more human right and like breaking oh, down like yeah. you know the the little things of the beat like on the on the maybe on the fourth bar they lift the the hi hat, the open hi hat, right, and and also teaching like having the like the you can't have a hi hat closed and open playing at the same time, <laughs> you know. Right, right. But how does that look like when you're trying to program it in a into a DAW, a, yeah, a, a yeah. digital workstation and everything? So, oh man, I, I you know I'm I'm like really I'm really uh, I think I'm blessed to to be in like this position to like be go back and like okay give try to be a part of a piece of just like giving two students like something that I didn't have. Yeah. 
Well, and and just digging into your wealth of knowledge as a performing musician and, you know, I think that that goes a, oh, yeah. that goes a long way. That I mean, I would have loved something like that. Can you imagine? I mean, like oh, yeah. we didn't. I didn't. Even, I mean, I didn't ever took a music class, but mm-hmm. something like that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. You know, contemporary. Yeah. What, what you know? We're also talking twenty five years ago or right. whatever. But contemporary, right. even at that moment, right. would have been hip. You know, mm-hmm. and that was a task cam. You know, multi track. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just give me, tell me how to do this. Tell me how to ping pong tracks, you know, because that's all we, that's all we had. Right. Um, Let's take a little break. All right. You know? Yeah. I feel like I'm exhausted. Yeah. We'll we'll take a little break and then we'll we'll come right back. Right. I haven't seen him for a year or so. I heard him in and out, so the goes. Uh, What are you sipping on, man? We got the see the Santan Pebblehead Stony Hazy IPA. It's good. It's fruity. Mm-hmm. It's a it's got this um, nice citrus fruity uh, sparkly flavor. I like it. I Looks like hazy. Yeah, I me like too. Hazy IPAs. Yeah. One of my favorites though, um, definitely one of my favorites is the Moon Juice. Yeah. That Santan Moon Juice. Yeah. Is killing. Yeah. I had one of those. It's good. Juicy. 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 It's good flavor. I think Santana's got some, some got good some ones. Good, they got some good some good suds. Shout out to Santan Brewing. Uh they are uh they are a sponsor of this podcast. They hooked me up with all sorts of delicious beers and, and whiskey and, and vodka sodas and uh so if I lose my mind by the end of this uh episode <laughs> You'll know why. You'll know why. Uh, you can find out more um, if you go to SantanBrewing.com. Go check them out. Yeah, the temperature's even it's getting a little hotter. Have a mm-hmm. couple of these by the pool. Oh, yeah. Talk this, to uh, me. This, this pebble head is, is a great, I think, yeah, I love it. It's, like, it's juicy and citrus and refreshing. Yeah, yeah, right. By the pools, but get some barbecuing going. And a lot of the, you know, sometimes IPAs can be soup, like big. Yeah. Like chewy. Mm-hmm. But this is more on the refreshing side oh, yeah. than Crisp. like a big mm-hmm. IPA that knocks you yeah. over the head with hops, you know. Right. Go check them out, y'all. Santanbrewing.com. Thank you for the for the sponsorship. Well, we've made music together. Yes. We did the Benz together. Yes. And that was a highlight for me. I mean, that record. Awesome. Blue, I mean, the first time I heard that record, I was like, okay, the, what yeah. am I doing? Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was really fun. We get really we need awesome. to do it again. Yeah, we do. Ah, band I was mad. just so good. To. That yeah. was so fun. I know. We should just do it again. Oh, we should maybe pick another Radiohead album. Another yeah, you another, know, yeah, another album. I don't know what album would be to you know what tops the bends. I mean, not tops the bends, but it'd be like feasible, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean maybe OK Computer. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, OK Computer could be cool. I think, I think too, it may be cool to because I think we we did it really straight up, like yes. it's like justice, like right. real justice. But you know, I feel like just in the textures and the sounds and like the later uh, and instrumentation in the later records, it's like kind of like I think difficult. a little bit more difficult. But it would yeah. be awesome to like just a, kind of rearrange and find like oh, yeah, what is there you this? Go. This uh, this other part, you yeah. know, find what parts fit, you know, mm-hmm. and then maybe I, you know, c- 
cool for me to maybe get some more like synth kind of synth things and yeah. textures and oh and man later that'll be we need to do that um i know you play uh with a with a couple bands um and i was wondering if you would just hit me with kind of how uh house of stairs came about and i know that you make music with your brother oh yeah we didn't even talk about that yet with my you brother just convenient didn't don't you make music with your brother a little bit i saw a video you guys are like prancing oh, yeah. around in a park <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well, yeah, I, we gotta talk I, about that too. Okay, well, yeah, we could we could talk a little bit about that. I mean, uh, <laughs> that was well, that was that was a really interesting, uh, interesting thing. I I did a a just solo album, like you know, with my name, but it was it was kind of like a very experimental thing. There's a studio a studio out here called Invincible Recording. Where are they? Um, off in in Coronado. And uh, uh, Liv Singh is the is the recording engineer and, uh, and the head of the studio, and he's done a lot of work. I think more more in the like in the world music, in yoga, and kind of like more I don't know esoteric. I don't know. It's more like world yeah world music. But he's recorded like Jordan Rudis of uh, Dream Theater record uh the keyboardist in like Whoa. the 90s that yeah like re, uh, it was like metal though but it's like it's like uh like more like not metal well, yeah it's, it's, i see it's what kinda, you're saying it's kind of like tool like progressive yes. rock like progress like progressive math rock right kind of things right. but he was doing like synthesizer so he's like he's oh. a big synth head and but he's recorded uh, Native American flute, flute players and yeah. and chant a lot of chanting music and everything. But cool. he's like super into like synths and vintage synths. And I did a little work for him and like I built up. He's like you know partly exchanged for studio time, so I'd come in and we became friends and everything. And I did this, you know, you know, I would go in and I would just he had this like synthesizer. He's ahead of a a prophet he has a prophet six set up right on the left side, and he's got a Moog sub. 37 set up on the right side and a juno 106 up up top right there jx3p all these vintage rolling synths like this awesome like synth factory in there it's really cool so i i recorded with him just a bunch of these ideas uh basically and they're like i was stacked up and after a while i was like we had eight and eight or nine ten tracks of just kind of stuff and i was like oh why not just like put it out like put it out and he's like put it out through his studio and everything we did some mixing and everything i mean i didn't think too much about it you know it was like more of a exper- like an experiment so i i put that out and i was like oh, i don't know you should probably I, I you put out a record you probably should have some kind of like music, video content music or some yeah. content to go along with it so i my brother was uh, at the time he, he's living in new york he's he uh he's on uh broadway he he's, is that right yeah he's in uh, lion king no shit. Yeah, which is you know for good for him. He's it's coming back I think in yeah. September. Yeah, uh, which is great. So, but he was in town just visiting, and I knew he was going to be in town. And I was like, and he's like a music theater all his life, music theater, dancing, singing, and everything. So I was like, oh, would you choreograph this uh, like a video for me? I was like, I was just thinking like we do a green screen or something, get some goofy outfits or whatever. It's synthesizer music, whatever. Like we'll do it. Well, like we'll do a whole thing. He's like, he. He's like, okay, I'll do it. But before I hear the music, 
what are we going to wear? <laughs> Cat's so, got his priorities. Yeah, he's like, what are we going to wear? What are we wearing? What are we wearing? Sleep? What are you? Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I didn't, really, I didn't think about that. So he, so that day or like, I think that, no, it was the same day. We went to like four or five Goodwills and put together this thing. I was thinking I was like a seventies, I don't know, nineties thing. So we picked out, picked out these two outfits. He put together, he dressed us and we put together a thing and then we got a uh, race squared yeah. uh, to do the, the video shoot. And I was like, maybe we do like, I don't know. She was like, let's just find some spots. So we just drove out on this, this afternoon to all these downtown Phoenix spots where there's murals or whatever. And then we put the music on and he, it was just like free improv dancing. We were just like dancing in the middle of the street. We were like, okay, we, all right, we got enough. And then we go to the next place and we go downtown and we're like in the park and we're doing all these weird like movements and everything. People looking at us all funny. They're doing like soccer practice or whatever. Right, and like, right. we're like, I don't like, we don't care. <laughs> You know, and it was great. We go to the next spot and and whatever, and then it just ended up being like such an amazing. It just came out way better than it was super cool than I than yeah. I had expected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the track is called "You Think You Know." If you just look up uh, Garrison Jones, it, it's on it's on Spotify and on YouTube. If you look up uh, "You Think You Know" Garrison Jones or Invincible Recordings, you can you can see the video of us just like it's hilarious and going off. And I it, loved it, and that was the, that was actually the first time too. I got to collaborate with my brother. Yeah, um, doing some work. No shit, that yeah. was the first. Yeah, time. that was the first time. I That's mean, it. I did the music, and it's you know it's all instrumental synthesizer music and and, and whatever. And but I like I like the beat, and like that came out way better than I had ever expected. So, I, but I want to do some more collaborating with uh with him that that just it turned out really awesome and ray square did a, uh, just an excellent job yeah. editing everything she's we up, great yeah she's, she's awesome yeah. getting ideas and we just like did it all in one shot and we did and we were just like okay let's just go you know we yeah. didn't have any plans super gorilla plans approach. for it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was super like oh just go, let's go to hans park yeah and let's go up on we went up on the bridge that's over hans park which probably is dangerous we just <laughs> it's, it's in the video if you're ready to see some danger <laughs> living on so i do my own i do all my, my own, own stunts, stunts. <laughs> <laughs> we're up there shaking our hips on that bridge over hans park oh gosh by the so library cool. uh but yeah that was that was super fun was kind of like a solo project and and i'm i'm working on uh doing some more of my own beats i that i've been i, I like producing on my own and recording uh on my own kind of like getting more into hip-hop and sampling in the in the pandemic once 
oh, and I lost all, all my gigs. Right. And uh, right. I was like, I had even before that, there's like a really cool beat making community in Phoenix. Like really? Under, yeah, like a under, not underground, but uh, I mean, I guess, yeah it's, yeah, it's underground, like, you know, playing, they would play, you know, at Lost Leaf and shows and stuff. And I was like, these guys are incredible with these machines and beat machines and DJing and doing different, really interesting stuff. And, uh, like, um, this cat's uh, a tree talking or, uh, appetite or Moretta, uh, a lot of these, these guys in this group called the guild. It's not a group, but a dungeon destroyer and, and Dega and like all these guys yeah. that are playing like beats, um, and creating cool stuff. That's and, awesome. and before, you know, the pandemic and everything lost leaf, um, music venue downtown, they would do, we would do this thing called, uh, provisions called the joint. And it was basically a DJ paired up DJ or beat maker paired up, paired up with a live musician. And they were doing this for a long time. Um, and then, you know, I came along and I was kind of like, not, not like I was like on the board of directors. If it was anything, it's lost leave. We're just right. doing this thing once a month. But it was cool kind of to curate like yeah. live musicians that are like more into like more more on the side of like using kind of like pedals or mm-hmm. using some kind of like, you know, changing their like their sound. There's this guy, Tom Breeden, who would bring his uh, his not oboe uh, bassoon and he plugged it into all these effects and stuff. And it was like, you know, the you know, the beat maker would curate like maybe break drum breaks in a record and they would loop that. And so, or have stuff that's kind of more open and have this whole DJ and, and live musician element. Sounds super cool. Super cool. I had joint. (laughs) It was going down. That's it. Every, it was like every, yeah, I don't know. Every third Thursday of the month or something. And it was, oh man, it was great. It was just like, you know, dirty, like, just making sounds and music and sometimes it won't come off. And sometimes like there's like that spot where, where it feels like, you know, there's like a DJ playing and a live musician playing with it, but you would, you wouldn't think, I think that, I think that was my goal for the the project is like, make it think like this is a cohesive thing going on. Not just like someone noodling on the trumpet on top of uh, a flying Lotus track. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, I really, I really wanted to, so I, you know, would have other people in and I, that was super inspiring to me and to, for me to like make my own beats and to like, I don't know, get into the scene. So I've done a couple gigs and like, I mean, house party shows with these uh, beat makers and stuff. Super inspiring to me that, that world and how these beat makers can take these sampling and DJs can make the sampling and have it be like a very live, not just like a, what you think of as like a DJ is just playing tracks. It's like, right. it can be the DJ can be like a, a drummer in like a trio. Right. Which is another, another project of mine is called make beats. Uh, it's me and uh, Steven Avalos and uh, Franco uh, Brown. He goes by bronze and we have a trio where it's drums, me on keys, Steven's on drums. Me on keys and then Franco just uses samples is like mm. the other part. So he'll have his MPC, um, a sampler beat machine, and and then he has an MPC where he's pulling it's con- uh, attached to his computer too. And he we do this kind of like experimental uh, thing where he's like he chops the samples and like there's some parts where 
like we we know the sample and like we right. know how to jam along with it but you know there was space for us to improv but it's kind of like a jazz trio but like the beats are the are like the the a, a whole nother element it could be the bass you know sometimes it has more bass in it and i'm able to to like to do more keys and noodling on top or like try to come up with a melody trying to have a this is like right. a cohesive sound like wow. like a sampling but you have the whole live and we try to do it like a dj set like sometimes he'll play the sample one sample and we jam along to it and i'll and i'll just hear it and, and try to find it and then like get into a groove of like we're all jamming and then you know he'll go to another part of the sample like a a, a set like a, a b section or whatever and then sometimes and then we'll transition out and then it's me and just me and Steven playing. And then I'll, maybe I'll quote a Jay Dilla or some other beat, you know, or just come up with whatever chord, something that's improv, like that's inspired by the, by mm-hmm. the beat and transition. And then, wow. and then Franco cues up another sample and then we go just seamless, try to go wow. seamless as if it's like one kind of thing. So we were trying to, I mean, before the pandemic trying to get this more and that was all, that was all born out of uh of um well the other band i'll talk about is house of stairs which is me steve me steven avalos and holly Pyle, um and vocalist and and looping uh extraordinaire vocal looping yeah and like we had this you know band uh six or almost seven years ago we started it came you know things are always born out of some something else me before that, me and Steven played in gig, gigs and playing in bars and and whatnot, and 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 uh, we would play these jazz gigs. Me, him, and saxophone players, and it was interesting. It was it was fun, you know. And it was a lot of times it's like if you're playing jazz gigs in a, a restaurant or whatnot, it just ends up being background music and whatever. Sure. Some people are really engaged in it, whatever. But sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, whatever. It's just like background music, but. Um, when we got Holly in the mix, like people were like, "Oh, this is more of a." When you have the vocals, right? It's much. Uh, it's engaging, and and we started working uh, with her, and we were gigging um, more, and she ended up taking over our jazz gigs, and we get, ended up getting more gigs and things, playing in Scottsdale and Phoenix and and whatnot. Yeah, we played at this place called I don't think it's there, or maybe it's called something different, or maybe it has new owners, but it's called the Beverly. And uh, it's right off Maine and uh, Scott, uh, like uh, Goldwater, and yeah, and, and I don't know if it's still there. It's, I don't think I don't think it's there anymore. But we would play there, and it was awesome. They were like super open to like whatever kind of stuff. They well, they, they loved us, and even with people who were like you know, because we're doing weird covers of tunes and you know, playing Radiohead or just reimagining tunes in ways that we think are cool that we're not thinking about what other people are (laughs) necessarily trying, you know, liking. And so, like, some a lot of people would be like, "Uh, maybe you want to play something. You know, a lot of places might be like, "Uh, play, you know, keep it low volume or keep it a little easier. And, you know, but they were like, they were like, oh, hell yeah. We're like, we're just into we're it. All Even in. people are complaining. They're like, leave. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, we're all in. That's awesome. We're all in for this. So, yeah, it, it was cool. So, uh, we would do a first, it was first Friday? Either first Friday or third Friday, we would do this thing where it was kind of like, not an open mic, but like a, like a, a little bit of a jam kind of it thing. was it was industry, a jam yeah a like an industry yeah like, you invite you know, some friends down invite and, fr- friends specific <laughs> sends messages out come to this 
thing and come sit in where we would just kind of make up stuff. You mm-hmm. know, we would start off and like make up like whatever, you know, jams and stuff. And like, kind of like a lot of our tunes, we would like take unfinished tunes and kind of just like flesh them out there cool. at this art gallery on Grand Avenue called a Bloom Salon. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Abe, Abe Zuka's gallery. He's oh a yeah, local artist yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. On Grand Avenue, and we would do that, and it was, and it was awesome. And at one time, and we didn't really know him, but it was I think it was Abe's friend, but this guy Franco, uh, bronze candidate at the time, he was going by, and he had his beat set up, and 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 he was he like opened up, and we, like. He did a cool set. He was playing some cool beats and samples and hip hop and stuff. And we're like, oh, let's jam, let's jam a little bit and get a little bit. Of it. it was like, you know, super awesome, like mm-hmm. in, engaging with him and whatnot. And then, uh, and then it was like one time I think Holly couldn't do a gig when we were at the Beverly, and we're like, I don't know who else we're gonna get in to do. I think I don't know. We didn't really know. I think a lot of musicians maybe or like it's like a Friday and. Uh, we could it was maybe last minute or i don't know what it was but we're like oh, let's just hit up franco like they're and they're like hell yeah bait beats and stuff and cool. and we uh we just we did it and, and they they love that too yeah. and then we're yeah. like oh we should do this as a thing and we got together and jammed some more time so like and we've done a couple other things like they had that art gallery i forgot what it was uh not um it was a phoenix art museum yeah had that big like not a festival but it was like a bunch of local artists it was like you know phoenix afrobeat and like gabriel elisha movement and like all and like jerusa funk and like all of these other musicians like it was so sick like Whoa. in the phoenix art museum and like different rooms and outside yes i do remember i forget the name of it but it's i do remember art art D, not D, art detour not, not art detour no. that's a, um, a, um but it was like I'll, I'll I'll remember later, you'll, but you'll scream it out in the yeah, middle of the I'll night. Scream, I'll, <laughs> I'll scream, <laughs> screaming out in the night. But it was like a big festival. Uh, Dave Maroney, who puts on a lot yeah. of stuff, he yeah. he like helped put that together. And um, yeah, that was great. And we did like a thing there. Cool. Uh, did like in the in the that's the stuff that I love to do. It's yeah, stuff that I mean, when people are willing to go and see something that's like kind of a little different or, you know, maybe a little rougher around the ed- edges. Yeah. But something that is so kind of purely improvisational, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, you're taking a, a kind of a, I wouldn't, I mean, yes, there's improvisation in jazz music, but it, you're, you're taking it like one step further in, let's say a non-conventional instrument with a yeah. non-conventional instrumentation. Right. Totally. Totally. You're, you know, it's more of a genre bending experiment right. than something highly polished that has right. a head. Here's the lyric. This is the C section. We could do that for 16 and then we come out, you know, it's like, right. I mean that I'm just, I'm super impressed with that because my, I, I, my brain doesn't go there. You know, yeah. I, I, my brain can't go there. Yeah. I'm like, give me the song. Yeah. You know, my approach is very song oriented yeah yeah song but just to and what you know and you kill it though too well, you know thanks. yeah and but i i just i it's it's so inspiring for lack of a for lack of a better word uh or to to converse about something so so be outside of my purview you know outside mm-hmm. of the thing that i do you know i think that's awesome and i and and again i say this in a lot of these podcasts it's like we're very fortunate, man. We mm-hmm. have a ton of great musicians. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of really great um, venues that are willing to take a risk on something that 
it's like, how do you describe what, what you do? Right. You know? Right. Uh, and, you know, we have, a, we, and then we can work, you know, whatever, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. and make enough money to live. Oh, like, totally. this is a very interesting uh, uh, artist-friendly community and, and, and city, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just always blown away by, by the variety of stuff that, that's happening in this town and, and the great Absolutely. venues and the great musicians and Absolutely. That, that real true sense of community. Yeah, and the spaces that are willing to, right. like, offer something that's like off the beaten path well, too. You know, I mean, you must remember those early first Fridays downtown. Oh yeah. It was like the, it was like uh-huh. anything went bro. Yeah. And, and it happened anywhere. Yeah. You know, like in people's houses. Yeah. You just turn a corner. corner and there's like a, there's like a little tiny one bedroom home and there's art here happening here. And then there's a band on a truck over here. And painting yeah. outside the, <laughs> it, and you know, you walk around with the, a backpack full of beers and you're just like yeah. what happened it's like yeah. burning man meets yeah. you know like oh yeah oh i yeah. love it that was hip i love i love that all of that stuff that art underbelly yeah kind of, I, well there used to be a like i'm speaking of first fridays around that time as we uh i had a friend i knew friends of friends that are playing in like art art artistic bands around town and he had a house like right there downtown like off of uh, roosevelt and it was like he called it every first friday he called it the iambic alamo and he would have like his friends bands play and it was just like all art school kids yeah and everybody would play just in this tiny house every yeah. you know everybody outside just you know chilling and hanging but you knew that was like you know a spot where like people are right. going to like really you know put their art and yeah and everything and it was just like low-key and i i miss the downtown of that era yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it really kind of like funky dive bars it was it was quiet i mean remember like 5 p.m mm-hmm. downtown phoenix was a ghost town yeah you know uh but there was a ton of artists there right you, know, you had like you had a couple, like Paisley Violin yeah, yeah. was a hub. Right. A Bikini was a hub. Right. You know, you had a couple of these spots. Mm-hmm. Fate, remember Fate, the restaurant? I mean, mm-hmm. there, there was just, I don't know, these like really cool indie spots where, you know, great food, great uh, booze or whatever. And then First Friday would happen and it yeah. was just like a free for all. Right. And all these artists living down there. And I go down there, or I went down there a couple weeks ago. It's like I don't want to sound like a grouchy old man, but bro, I don't know. I don't recognize like hardly anything down there. Yeah, I there are know. intersections mm-hmm. that were you know, and this is another thing that I remember you know moving there in uh, downtown in two thousand and three. There was like there were more dirt lots right. than right. than buildings, yeah. you know. And going down there now, and it's like a, a thirty floor mm-hmm. uh, condo thing right. with a rooftop bar and a whatever. I mean, there's still. You know, there's still a lot of cool shit happening downtown, and I and I do need to venture out yeah. there now that things are kind of loosening a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, the 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 Phoenix Definitely, there was just I think just a more like raw vibe. Yes, it was know? all DIY. You know, so e- much. E- even yeah. the even the venues like the Paper Heart was one I I played there all the time, mm-hmm. and it was like Scott doing all the like work himself and having art yeah. shows and. I'd split a bill with Fatigo and, and yeah. like all this just cool shit was right. happening, you know? And it's cool. Sometimes it's just like, is this a venue? Like you, right. walk, you walk into Lost Leaf, it's right. like, wait, is this someone's house or right. is this a venue? Like right. people in here? Like <laughs> It was all pop-up DIY <laughs> yeah. young yeah. artists uh-huh. just, you know. 
Right. Yeah. I hope, I hope we can. I mean, bring some some recipe of the recipe of that yes. back. Right. You know. I I I almost feel like you know we and and as long as I've been here now, whatever, almost twenty years. Um, everyone was saying you know back in the day, oh Roosevelt's gonna blow up. Roosevelt's gonna blow up. And when Roosevelt blew up, everyone said, okay, Grand is going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Okay, Grand's the next one, you know. And I, I don't know. I haven't been on Grand in a minute, but I hope that, like, it, it stays a pocket. I think, yeah. You know what I I'm saying? I think that's the thing. I think Grand has kind of man, maintained a little bit yes. more of that element, you yeah. know, where Roosevelt has gone a little bit more commercial. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's still a, a couple spots on Roosevelt, but it's still, there's, you know, there's a lot of out of the high rises thing and things going up, yeah. you know, and whatnot. But I mean, there's still good, there's still good restaurants and, yeah, and for things sure. and like good, some cool stuff happening, but it's, in di- it's just, it's different. It's just a little polished. Yeah. It's you like know what I'm saying? Polished. Although, you know, a lot of those great restaurants are, are, are local, you know, right. Arizona right. wilderness is down there and Carly's mm-hmm. is still there. You know, there's like, right. Lost leaf. Um, but yeah, there was just something about downtown. It felt like the Wild West. Yes. You know? And and yes. and it was edgy and safe. Yeah. But you know, I don't there know. The community. Just, yeah. yeah it's just totally. Like happened. It was like this other thing. First Friday would like transform yes. downtown into this other thing. You yeah. can see all these artists like doing cool, selling their stuff. Kids just like, oh, I love to see like when the kid it would just be you know, one kid on guitar like shredding, and this, and then the kid on on drums just like playing metal. This crazy like shredding on the corner. It's like hell yeah. Across the street, there's some kid just like like beatboxing and stuff, and someone's rapping or whatever, and people are dancing in the circle. It's like I love all that. It was just like a free for all, man. And and yeah, yeah. That's my that's my favorite thing is a place where you can go late night right that's like artists you know coming through it was nice because it was like not just you know not just musicians not just jazz musicians but like visual artists and painters and everything it's kind of like having centers where people come come and especially in like phoenix where it's a big city but kind of has this weird small town vibe where everybody kind of just clicks together and whatever yes. their scene is or in whatever space there it is. It's like for people to come together and like meet each other, yeah. that people that should know each other. Right. You know, I right. think as much things as we can create like that, cause there's, I mean, it's just like, there's so much good art and musicianship and, and just good, like there's good people and good hangs. Yeah. Good hangs. And then people that you are like, Oh, I know this person that does this over here. And this other person that's doing this thing over here. And it's like, wait, how do you guys not know each other? Yeah. Like what the hell? That's funny. It's like, that's like, you know, and that's, I feel like in those places where it's like either we're on grand playing the jam session where you're like inviting people or, you know, the jam session or even now like the, um, the uh, cock and tails and yeah. you know, the jam sessions, you know, yeah. those jam sessions and stuff is like where you meet people and yes. and where also where younger musicians can meet older musicians right. and like learn and see right. what is going on. And, and I would always, you know, go around, I get to meet people, introduce other people yeah. to, to each other that should know each other. And right. it's like, Oh, and then, you know, it's like, Oh, let's see. Oh, here's another saxophonist that he can play. Oh, I know. I can see he can play. 
whatever. I'm gonna book him on my gig. Right. Or this is a bass right. player, a drummer, or whatever. It's like a place for other everybody to just expand. Yeah. Uh, uh, the scene. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I dig and that. I, I hope that comes back, and I I hope the other things like that continue to to burgeon. Yeah. Well, I think we figured it out. <laughs> I always try to figure shit out at the end of this podcast. Yes. I appreciate you coming over, man. Oh, yeah. I man. love making music with you. I hope yeah. we have an opportunity to do more of that. Absolutely. Until next time, 